it's me, Sean Capri, and welcome to We The Gamer Cast. It publishes on podcasts and youtube.com slash Capri every single Monday. Patrons get it first. Thank you guys for subscribing and hitting the like button, telling your mom, telling your dad, telling your friends, everybody that you know, dropping flyers at the local mall, putting them in, you know, the thing in, in like in the, in the wipers, you know, take the wiper up, then you put the flyer in, then you put the wiper down, and hopefully somebody finds it and they don't throw it away immediately. Thank you guys so much. What is with my voice? I don't think that I'm sick. I don't like, can you hear this? What the heck is going on? Maybe, um, maybe we'll fix it in post. Probably not. I had to do the hey a couple of times. I was, uh, I sounded like a 12 year old. <laughs> I was going like, hey, and then I, and I, and I, I, I decided to do it over again only to tell you about it afterwards. So, so there, thank you guys so much for being here. We've got a great show for you. TPR. Many of you have heard us answer questions of TPRs on the Nintendo Drive, the Xbox Drive, probably the PlayStation Drive, over in PSVG land, over in, um, I think, the Trophy Room as well, man. Holy crap. TPR, one of the most uh, supportive and active members of the community, is here. You get to know who this guy is. That's the magic of We The Gamer Cast, but I'm getting a little far ahead of myself because if you're new, here's the deal every week. I have sweet hangs with strangers from the internet, and if you want to be on the show, you just tweet at me, at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. We are keeping rolling, man, and I'm feeling pretty good. These last couple of weeks have been pretty decent, I would say. Jonathan Brown a couple weeks ago, or last week, I should say, Captain Logan a couple weeks ago, really good. So if you're new, go back. These are like, these are pretty evergreen, I would say. That's kind of the nice thing. I've been chatting with a few people who are looking forward to coming on the show, and they're like, so like, what topics do we cover? I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, whatever, whatever comes up is basically what we do around around here and there's a lot of people who like to listen to the show and a lot of people who support us and a lot of people who support us at a particularly amazing level and I want to take an opportunity to thank the more than 70 patrons who support us at patreon.com slash Capri. you get exclusive content you get early access you get to be part of a really cool exclusive channel in the discord the rest of the discord is free by the way links in the show notes so I wanted to say thank you to our Capremium producers Dallas Ford Lee Navarro the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team you can join me and the rest of the Phoenix Overdrive at extralife.org links in the show notes we raise money for those kids. Jonathan Brown, the man behind the music on the Xbox Drive and the Nintendo Drive. You can download his album, In My Element, on Spotify and Apple Music. Our platinum producers, Robbie Bobby Miller and Trucker Sloth, and all of our gold members, Argo, Brendan Myers, Dallas Robbins, Dano, Emily O'Kelly, Foolish Fuji, Joel Brooks, Jose Jimenez, Mac Time, Marcus O'Neill, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, RJ Kern, Skinny Matt, Tony Baker, and Xavier Reyes, and guys... Welcome in Dave Moore from the Snack Network, previous uh, co-host of the Xbox Drive, creator of the Xbox Drive. Dave Moore was the guy I was on a Skype call with originally when we're like, why don't we do our own Xbox show? We could do it like this. We're on a Skype call. I'm driving to work. That's it. Dave Moore, welcome in, man. Thank you so much for your support. Enjoy all the exclusive content. You're one of um, one of many, and uh, I thank so many of you guys for all of your support. And also, <laughs> speaking of the Patreon, um, you guys saw the, pa- the the picture, the illustration, my absolutely incredible artwork of Ryan Turford riding a moose. So if you guys want to go to patreon.com slash UB Capri, you can find out what the heck I'm even talking about. You guys, so much to get to. Uh, I busted out the Xbox 360 this week, played it with the kiddos. I don't even know what how that even came up. It must have been... 
It must have been. I don't know. We were talking about something. It's talking about music, and uh, I think I think Lincoln was playing, talking about playing the drums. And I'm like, hang on a second. This is the moment I've been waiting for. Went out into the garage, busted out this dusty old cardboard box with everything, you know, just kind of jammed in there. Because, like, let's be honest, those 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 drums, like for rock band, the drums are are pretty unwieldy. How how are you supposed to nicely stack those things? Stacking is not a thing with those drums. Uh, so we busted out that that box. Um, Box was pretty nasty. <laughs> Not gonna lie, the box is no more. We have we have destroyed the box. It is it has been eradicated. Um, we had to we had to clean off those uh those instruments all pretty good. But we had a great night playing Rock Band Two, and now it's all the kids are talking about. Man, it's so great because Rock Band Two. Uh, I'm realizing I don't remember if Rock Band One had this. Um, Rock Band Two now that I'm now that I'm playing it once again for the first time in like 12 years um, has an amazing no fail mode, which I mean. We always thought it was great for like parties and everybody's drinking and everything and, and nobody really knew how to play. You just you were just there for a good time. Obviously, I'm rediscovering this with with kids like they're not they're not so great at the drums. They don't even know how to play. And we have we've got to do the whole like training mode and whatever uh, that that'll be for another day. But for right now, they just want to see like notes on the screen and music playing and they want to hit a little instrument. They want to they want to sing into the microphone like Lincoln hearing his voice in the speakers is like he is so he's so happy. And all I want to do right now is go in and unlock the rest of the the songs because I don't know what happened, man. My um, my save file isn't there. It's not in the cloud. Um, I must have had <laughs> I don't even know how many 360s I had, like a lot of you guys. Um, it wasn't even necessarily a uh, a red ring thing. I mean, both, uh, you have to remember, too, like Chelsea and I were getting together at about that time. Like that's when we first started dating was in the 360 PS3 era. And when did the Xbox Xbox One came out in or or PS4 in 2013, something like that? So yeah, Chelsea and I had already been together for a bit. So we were kind of like combining consoles already. So I actually am not sure which Xbox this is. This might be hers that we busted out. But in any case, Rock Band, super fun. I'm playing with the kids, but then also I'm playing without the kids because <laughs> I I want to unlock all the songs. You get that's the point I was saying about my my saves not being there. Like I have to. You get like the first starter pack of songs. And while my kids have no problem playing the same songs over and over again, that is a, a fast way to insanity for me. So I want to I want to expand our horizons and, and all that good stuff, man. But I was looking at it. I tried. I remembered that you could export your Rock Band 1 songs into, into Rock Band 2. You can't do that anymore. You guys, some of you probably already knew this, but I kind of I gave it a shot. I thought for sure that uh, I, I thought I knew that that was the case. But I'm like, let's let's give it a try. Let's see if there's any way to do this. But. No, man, those licenses are uh, those licenses are long gone. But what a great feature back in the day that you could basically have Rock Band one in Rock Band two. Like that's like, do we see anything like that? It kind of reminds me of the the Mass Effect and the Dragon Age saves and the stories kind of carrying over from one to the next. Like, where is this continuity, man? I would like th I would like more of this. So now that Xbox or Microsoft owns Guitar Hero, bring it back, man. Now is the time. People are waiting for it. They want it. We want the plastic <laughs> instruments back in our home. So stay tuned for more stories about Rock Band. Uh, I am playing Horizon. I can't remember if it was on this show that I mentioned. I'm, I'm not allowed to say, but I am. I have been playing Horizon. I'm still very early in that. Um, I took a, took a tumble. <laughs> Some of you saw on, on Twitter. I took a fall down three steps on Thursday. I was, I was literally coming down to stream. I had my Diet Coke in hand. And uh, even as I was walking along the floor, I'm like, my my socks feel kind of slippery. And I just like feet like ass over tea kettle, just totally feet like horizontal. My uh, my Diet Coke spilled everywhere. So it took me a little while to clean it up and put my pride back together and all that kind of stuff. So 
So yeah, little little distracted. And it was one of those like, I think I'm okay, but ow, and my pride, ooh. And then you wake up the next morning and uh, I'm asking Chelsea, like, are there bruises on my Mac? Because <laughs> not uh, not feeling so hot, but doing okay. Doing okay, man. This isn't going to stop me. I'm going to go uh, skiing with Lincoln again today. We've got a long weekend here in, I think, most or if not all places in Canada. It is family day for me on Monday as you are listening to this. So a nice, uh, we'll spend time with the family. I think that's what it's meant for. Very, very cool. Lots of games that I'm going to leave to maybe talk about during um, on the Xbox Drive and the Nintendo Drive. If you guys aren't ready, aren't already subscribed over there, please do. Check out the Xbox Drive. Check out the Nintendo Drive that I do with uh, Ryan Turford and Console Cato, respectively. I'm going to be, I want to be talking about the Chorus demo. That's a game that Luke Laura was talking about a long time ago. That I was like, I got to get into this. Looks awesome. Uh, Wii Sports, of course. Although, are we allowed to talk about that? I'm just, what if I call it Wii Sports? I'll talk about Wii Sports. Totally not talking about the the beta thing that's happening over on Nintendo Switch. Totally unrelated. Um, and then Pokemon and all these other things. And uh, finally, Spirit Fair. The group, the team, the community in the Yumi Capri Discord, uh, that includes you if you want to be. Just join it. It's, it's free. Everybody can join in the Discord. Join the Backtrackers crew. They're tackling Spirit Fair. Um, the Backtrackers is a video game book club, and everybody's playing the same game all at the same time. March 5th at 11 o'clock a.m. on the Discord. Everybody's getting together, and they're talking about it. So you should be there. Uh, I, <laughs> one thing I think that, uh, people are discovering as they're playing is it might be a little longer than we thought originally, but it's a gorgeous game. People should definitely, at the very least, try it out. It's on Game Pass. Check it out. Join the Backtrackers. Very, very cool stuff happening in the Discord. I love to see it. You guys are amazing. Now, TPR is my guest. He probably could have been on the show, like, I don't know, a couple months ago, to be honest with you, but the, now is the time. And I think he's going to be back, which is great. And I probably say that about everybody. But this is somebody who I've really only known through like a like a, an avatar, like a like a profile picture and and text for the most part. And so it's so cool. I love doing this show because I like these people who we see in the Discord and on Twitter and and hear their questions on other podcasts. Like they come to life, man. So sit back, enjoy this conversation with my good friend TPR. The, I think people are sleeping on it a bit. Like the Discord integration on PS5, if they get voice chat parties into there, I, like for me, that would be. Do you think that's a happening? Changer. Do you think that's oh. really going to happen? Well, I, I think they didn't make the partnership just to show your status on Discord that you're playing a game. <laughs> I, I don't think. Well, I I would hope not, but I would. I feel like this has happened before, where we see like, oh, they're getting together and something's happening. It's like that is so not what we were thinking when you said you were announcing a partnership. But I don't know, maybe this is just a start. I hope so. Yeah, true. Because I want those walls broken down even just a little bit. Yeah, man. I'm trying to think of, like, what incentive do they have to do that, though? Mm, I don't know. I just don't want to deal with a mixer and, like, six different wires coming yeah. out of eight different things just to hear yeah, everything and talk to people. <laughs> yeah, no thing. Well, and the, that's the other side, too, though, is you end up, like, playing at your console but then in order to use Discord right now, it's like, it, it's amazing that we actually jump through the hoops when you think about it. Mm -hmm. Because like party chat on PlayStation or Xbox is like, it is easier and more convenient than, I don't know, playing on your on your PlayStation, for example, and then having what your laptop sitting next to you so that you can use Discord and like having another set of headphones and or microphones. 
right. in addition to the audio that you've got set up for your PlayStation. Yeah. Like that's that's a pain yeah. in the ass and people do it every day. Yeah, I have to like if I want to talk to people on another server and I'm playing a game on PlayStation, you know, right. I have the PlayStation downstairs in the entertainment center mm -hmm. and it's like I'm not bringing a computer down. So what do I do? I plug, you know, I plug my uh, headphones or my, my mic into my phone and just, you know, talk to people there with one mm -hmm. ear off so I can hear the game audio. It's kind of like yep uh really janky <laughs> well and i wonder i always wonder that about people because i end up sitting there doing exactly the same thing and i always wonder about everybody i'm like is everybody doing this like i feel like i maybe i'm i'm not getting some sort of secret to mixing these things two things together but this is kind of a pain but i guess we just yeah. we all just live with it well you see if you're a nintendo switch player and don't have discord you are yeah. literally doing that as its native <laughs> method to talk when you're playing splatoon or something <laughs> that's true i want to meet the person man i want to meet the person who is doing that who is actually using like the phone voice app thing i think there's only a couple people who types of people who do that one or folks who seriously don't know about discord yeah. you know as much as we're right. tuned in like mm -hmm. the general like i would say 90 like seven 98 percent of people who play games probably don't this might be a little bold, but they don't they don't know what Discord is. You know? I I think you're probably in the ballpark at yeah. least. Like your CODs, your Maddens, your FIFAs, your these your Fortnite, these types of people who only come on for those types of games. Yeah. They're just jumping in chat on yeah. you know and they're going about their business. They don't they don't really think about that. And then the other person type of person who would use Switch online, I think, is the ultra fanboy, the person who is <laughs> yeah. like they know they're just an idiot, but they're doing it anyway to, to please Reggie. Yeah, and they're just exactly. using the app because they're like, this is what Nintendo wants me to do. <laughs> yeah. They're so hardcore in their fandom that they will try to, they'll do whatever it takes to appease previous executives right. at the company. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my I know gosh, Doug Bowser so was, is the guy in town now, but Reggie, he has the memes. He has my heart, you know. <laughs> Reggie has the memes, man. That's And you know what? That's probably why Doug Bowser doesn't even try. Like, how do you even, how do you follow up that act? <laughs> The sad, the sad part about it, though, is it seems like Nintendo and Sony, I think, have kind of like they both dropped it at the same time, because I think that that was an interesting that was an interesting time in games when you had all these different personalities. And maybe we right. had some built up some stupid expectations of what these executives actually do with their day to day. Like they're right. probably busy. Like, I don't know about you, but like when I talk to executives and organizations like they are so busy, man. Yeah. Like, they don't have time to, like, entertain people and be on Twitter and stuff like this is not. It's not those people. Yeah, man. But then Xbox did the switcheroo where, you know, Don know. Matrick to Phil Spencer and Nintendo had Iwata as the president. But then mm -hmm. unfortunately he passed, you know, it's a big yeah. Uno reverse on the <laughs> taking turns now where, you know, with know. Jim Ryan and um, I don't even know the name of Nintendo's president now, like of the company. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Furukawa. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, look at Jim Ryan he, and when he tries and maybe this is exactly my point, like Jim, Jim Ryan, like I'm going to I'm going to like look like a gamer. I could do that. What do you do? You just put this headset on. You hold the controller like this. <laughs> You look like an idiot, man. It's just like, okay, just just go back to your, your desk, probably that doesn't even have a computer on it because you're as old as dirt. But yeah. I'm not I'm really being mean to Jim Ryan. He's probably a fine, fine person. Not probably good, got, you know, got the best interest in mind. Right. PlayStation you know, and the shit about him. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's true. We see all the shit about him, but like in the on the PS3 era, like who turned it around in Europe? This guy. You know, he in went, Europe. you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But when rubber meets the road, and I guess on these, you know, on the corporate, not so fun side of things for, for you and me, the consumer, not so fun yeah. side of things, you know, yeah. when rubber meets the road, he 
he hits a grand slam and that's and that's well, why they put him there now they're now they're just busy buying things like they're not entertaining us anymore they're just out like purchasing developers and stuff it's a total it's totally different and i feel like that might be just when you look back on the generations like who cares about the games you know forget about the games and like where games of service became a thing and microtransactions and free-to-play invaded in, in in markets in the last generation really what it was was we were being entertained by the various executives at these companies and man was that a good time and now we we just look at billion dollar acquisitions and that dominates the conversation i mm -hmm. guess yeah Bring back Kevin Butler PlayStation commercials, you know, Please, with the, man. the fake president. What did he do? He did something. Didn't the actor oh, do yeah. something? There was a, yeah, I remember. So Sony fired him. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm almost positive because he, he made like a commercial? reference to, to his position as Kevin Butler on PlayStation in an, another commercial for another company. And PlayStation was like, no, Kevin Butler as a personality is our property. You can't do this. Screw yeah. you. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, but I'm like... Maybe it makes sense him. to to talk, call him out for it, but I don't mm -hmm. think firing him was a good idea. Like he, what what like he had a really good and entertaining so space good. in the public eye, yeah. And just eliminating that over over that instance just seems like uh, you're cutting too far of a loss here. <laughs> Well, and maybe there is some sort of like case study that was built out of that to like not have your entire brand surrounded, even on a, like a made up personality. It wasn't even a real person. It was like this character that right, they made yeah. up and still that managed to get like screwed up because like you really don't see personality at all in games. I don't think you have maybe sometimes like a developer will flip off Jeff Keighley and the camera and the Oscars and like that <laughs> may be as as close as we get to it. But even that was a couple of years ago. And I don't know. He's kind of tamed down these days. Yeah, uh, you know, when Rebecca called him out on Twitter <laughs> a couple months Dude. ago. Dude, <laughs> oh my God, that, that was, was fantastic. so amazing. Yeah. Oh my. yeah, I mean, she's just rocketing to the top, let's be honest. Like, she's just, it'll be it'll be Rebecca and Kato's world in just like about a year. <laughs> hey, I'm all for it. Me too, man. Yeah, definitely most deserving, man. So what are you playing these days, dude? Yeah, so what am I playing? So I've been playing Ghost of Tsushima. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, I've also been playing... Well, I guess recently. So before Ghost, I, I played, I got into Halo for the first time. Outside of Infinite, I just started playing the Halo campaigns. Oh, you know? oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. I, Where'd um, you start? So, you know, Combat Evolved, and I finished through Halo 2, and I finished the first, Halo, Combat Evolved through Halo 2, I completed. Um, I, I beat Combat Evolved on Heroic. Yeah. That was, for Pretty me, tough. that was really tough. Yeah, I'd and say then, so. Yeah. And then Halo 2 mm -hmm. was <laughs> the, amount, the amount of difficulty in that game. Holy, holy shit, that was that was a lot. But outside of that, I just thought, I don't know. I love playing older games and seeing where this stuff comes from. You know, I'm mm -hmm. I'm younger than a lot of um, the community on Discord. You know, I'm in my early 20s, my my yeah. last year at college here. Yeah. Um, so you know, I grew up with like, all right, it's my it's my it's a little embarrassing. My childhood my childhood gem was probably like Uncharted 2. Dude, holy crap. It's not embarrassing for you. It's trust me, it's way more embarrassing for, you know, all, those of us using Rogaine and grabbing our, our canes and walkers and whatnot. It's way worse. That is that's fascinating because I remember playing that game and being in that era. Like that was probably when that's probably when I was in college, actually. Um, and thinking, this is gonna be and these games are gonna be somebody's like first games, right? Like where I don't know, like for me, I was I was born in the mid-80s, so like, I feel like for me, I kind of got 
everything. Like I've gotten to see everything that I would actually want to see. And then there's a sort of a generation once older than me, like the, the Chris Johnson's of the world who like got to see like really the Atari and all that other right. stuff as well. Like I kind of miss out on that, but like mm-hmm. my video game journey as a kid, like started with NES. And it's like, to me, that's kind of where modern video yeah. games really start. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Do, you, do you feel like you miss that? Like, do you, do you feel well, like you know, it's like funny you say out? that my first game, ironically enough, my first game console was the Game Boy Advance. Amazing. Uh, yeah. And, and my first game, I, I trust, you know, it was so long ago, like when I was five, but I think uh, my mom just, she doesn't know video games. You know, she just asked the employee at Best Buy, what the hell do I buy my son for his right. Game Boy? And he got, I got the NES Classics version of Super Mario Brothers 1. So my first game was actually the original Mario Brothers. Dude, that's um, amazing. And yeah, and I actually didn't beat it <laughs> until like a few years ago, but just because like no Warp Zone, just like actually playing through the game the whole yeah. way. But like my first game, you know, that I had a good time with was, you know, Mario, um, mm-hmm. Mario 1. And that's where yeah. my... My, my journey kind of started there and then i got a ds Lite. i yeah. loved my ds Lite. i don't know where the hell it is now but mm. i love that so nintendo brought me in and uh, i got a wii and then i sold the wii i got how'd you PS- get your wii was it like and how are you coming across are these like birthday presents or that you buy like a oh wii yeah, yeah. Are you Sorry, buying yeah i'm buying them as, as a seven-year-old yeah, I mean, just I walking up. exactly no, good <laughs> <laughs> no it was like when i say i got my wii so I got my Game Boy. I got my DS Lite a few years later when it was kind of in its heyday. But I didn't get my Wii until relatively late in its life cycle, maybe about 2010. Yeah. When most other kids got it. You know, my parents are pretty, my parents are usually older than most. You know, I'm my early 20s, but my parents are in their early and late 60s, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, no, my, it's very similar to me and my parents, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My parents were a little bit older when they had the four of us. So, yeah. yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I'm saying that because, like, they were kind of lagging with the times a bit in terms of they weren't so eager to get a game console same part part of that was not just because oh it's they were never the type that said oh screw your game consoles it just rots your brain they they weren't coming from that front it's that they weren't so in tune with the tech of the time i feel like parents who are younger also look at games as a cool new piece of gear you know digital entertainment to have in the house you know they still had their crt until like 2010 2011 to give you some yeah. perspective here mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i got my week kind of good late. yeah but yeah it is uh and it was it was a good tv i'll, I'll tell you but it isn't for movies and shows it wasn't a still wasn't an hd <laughs> of course TV. yeah i mean that's just like the way they were built like those things were bulletproof man like, right keep yeah those things forever right i feel like that um it's an interesting kind of commentary and observation on like the the age difference between like the kids and the parents and stuff um and i think both you and i were kind of in the same boat on that like a little bit older compared to the kids but i also think that it's just kind of the way that i don't know parents kind of like you kind of go through a period of time where you blink and then you go son of a bitch that was 15 years and like (laughs) where did that go and you wait it's like a time warp and you're like what is out in the world? You you don't pay attention to the same things that you did. And then you kind of go, okay, well, I guess I'll just like cling on to the things that I do know. And the the result of that is, yeah, you're not going to be super keen to go grab like the latest tech and introduce your kids to it. You're just right. you're kind of out of touch is a sad way to kind of put right. it. And, and as a kid too, it's like, there's so many great games that some of which I knew were around me, some I didn't because, you know, they were like M rated or maybe T rated mm-hmm. and I was really little. That I didn't get to experience, which were contemporaries at the time, like you know the whole Mass Effect craze. You know, I was yeah. too little, or the original Dead Space, Dead Space. Do you know? Oh, I was too yeah. little to like to experience those in their heyday. Yeah. So, at least for me, you know, as a huge fan of games, I like to go back and see what did I 
oh, miss so out cool. on with the mind I have now? What games thanks? What games did I miss out on and and you know that I just didn't play? And yeah, um, you know, some of those were Mario Bros. Like I said, I, I played mm-hmm. Mario 3 for the first time a couple of years ago and Super Mario World. Super Mario World is now my second favorite 2D platformer of all time. Yeah. Uh, second uh, favorite? Yeah, my favorite is Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, I have to say. Oh God. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, it was it was going so well. Thanks, TPR, for jumping on the show. Um <laughs> Do you want to like tell people where they can find you and stuff or like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> why talk? Why, tell me more. Tell me more. It's really the, why? the adult, um, um no, response I should have instead of being a child. Why? About this. why Donkey Kong Tropical why, Freeze? Yeah. Why DK? It, it was so, it was so challenged. It was so challenging, but fun for me. I, I yeah. love getting challenging games when I can, you know, I'm kind of a bloodborne nut. I'm going to get Elden Ring. On oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're so right like in the I, middle of the craziest month, man. Like, we're right yeah. smack dab in the middle of it as we record this. Just the absolute most crazy. I need to ask, though, because it's going to test my theory a little bit. Um, I can't remember who I was talking to this. I think it was Dan, maybe, from Retrologic. Like, how old were you when you played that game? Or when, yeah, like, when it hit your life? Which game? Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. Oh, like... Like, do you remember? Like, were you young? Yeah, like two, young? Three, two, three years ago. I, oh, I never had a Wii U. Sorry, oh, I skipped okay. the Wii U. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it was new to me on the switch. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So it's pretty, okay. So this, this doesn't necessarily reinforce my, the theory that I think it was Dan, it might've been somebody else, uh, who were like, basically the games that you played when, from between 12 and 14 years old, those have like a disproportionate chance of becoming like your favorite games of all time or the games at the very least you played maybe even the most, depending on what you go on into life. Right. Well, I think it's I fascinating played, discovering what people played at 12 to 14 years old. Yeah. So Uncharted 2 fits that bill for me there in a lot go. of ways. Like I must have beat the I must have beat the game like at least four times. Yeah. Like it was that much. You know, yeah. I played all the Uncharted's, but you know, Uncharted 2 holds that special place. But my yeah. favorite games, yeah, like three of my five, not five, but like maybe three of some of my favorite games or four of them came out over the last, you know, six years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to say. So like I first played it only two years ago, but Portal 2 yes tied for my favorite game i yep and that the ending of that game See, you're and the, smart that whole game just anytime somebody says a portal is like one of their favorite games and they're automatically smarter than me because <laughs> i can't i can't beat it on my own man i gotta like look it up or co-op with my wife who <laughs> clearly just like let's just do this i'm like oh yeah i didn't even see that over there okay yeah right, you're smart. Good. it's yeah. whatever look there are some times in games and this personally frustrates me a lot of Portal and maybe Outer Wilds are exceptions where I got those through myself. There's sometimes in games where there are puzzles or a way to progress that I simply don't, I, I, I don't know, it just doesn't click with me. And it yeah. frustrates me because I feel like I'm, I must be really stupid. Like <laughs> in, in yeah, Wolfenstein The New thing. Order, there was oh, a part yeah. of the game to progress where you just had to crouch and like mm-hmm. pick up this thing to jam a device. Yep. And I didn't. I spent like 30 minutes I'm like, what do I do? What the, yep. what, what the hell am I supposed to do? Until I looked it up and I'm like, you're kidding me. This, oh, I know. This is I what know. I had to do. And I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to jump out my window. What the hell is going on? Do you ever use, isn't there like a tips feature in PS5? Like mine's still going to, mine, mine apparently is going to arrive in like 2024. Oh sometime. yeah. I heard about that. Um, I'm sorry, man. No, whatever. I mean, I've got other things too. I'm going to play, I'm going to play, you know, because PlayStation believes in generations. I'm going to play horizon <laughs> on my PS4 pro. So, uh, that'll be, that'll be fine. Um, but did you ever use this in like a tips feature or like a, a thing that go like, um, I don't know, like a guide thing in PS5? Oh. I know it exists. I haven't used it yet because I really haven't played enough. Maybe the only yeah, I haven't I haven't used it, but I also haven't played enough native PS5 games to really have it fully utilized. You know, in terms of mm. native uh, PS5 games, like 
there's you know there's Astrobot's Player, in which I haven't finished, which is an excellent packing game, and you'll be excited to play. I, I know you'll love it. I think I will. There, yeah, yeah. There's Miles Morales on the PS5, but there's no Got it. there's no like hints I need in that. There's no way of puzzle in that game for me. Yeah. And but like other than that, like I'm playing the backwards compatible version of Ghost. I didn't get the director's cut because I'm like, I'm I'm not even close to finishing the base game yet, and yeah. I'm not paying thirty bucks when I don't not ready to play the DLC. So I'm just holding off there. And it's like, I don't have enough native PS5 games to put that in its full capacity. Got it, got it. PS5 yeah. doesn't have any games, is what you're saying. I see. <laughs> yeah, I you know, as a back-compat PS4 machine and an interim machine until I can get a GPU one day in Fairyland, uh, that's, you know, that that's mainly what I use it for. It's like, to play the games that I've been wanting to play on my PS4 of course. that I haven't gotten around to yet. Because, like, I play games, you know, I keep up with all the latest stuff. I love listening yeah. to you know all your podcasts psvg's podcasts and but it's like the games that i listen to you guys talk about that i actually buy mm-hmm. maybe at the, at the time you guys are talking about them maybe like one for every six or seven yeah you know yeah i usually Us buy too. a lot of these yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's be real like we we play like i don't know i don't know how many games everybody is is actually beating um but on the on the PC side, do you have like a do you have like a tower just waiting for a, a graphics card or something? Or are you gonna put some together? What's going on there, man? Um, yeah, you know, it's yeah, I do. I so I built so I'm in my final year of college. I graduated in December. So what are you taking? I mean, take you off on this side first. Oh, you're good. You, what, so what are you I have, I'm a double <laughs> double majoring. You're good in uh, geology and materials engineering. Oh snap! Just like Skinny Matt. Look at that. Skinny Matt's a material scientist or geologist. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think so. A geologist. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, okay. he's gonna kill me now. Um, that's why I bury him alive in uh, in extra life is because he likes the ground and rocks so much. <laughs> yeah. I, I think they're related. I don't think they're quite exactly the same. Maybe no, maybe no, no. he studied yeah. maybe similar types of things. So, yeah. Career yeah. wise, I'm tending towards engineering because I don't know. I, I like I like applying and making things more than hard science. But yeah. yeah. So what video game made you smart? What video game made me smart? you know it's always pokemon man it's always, it's always pokemon. pokemon you know i really think i gotta go with doom all the puzzles no, <laughs> it's really hard to kill all these but dude, the secrets amazing. in doom 2016 man some of those let me tell you but no yeah oh dude doom 2016 is legit it has stood up it has stood the test of time and i wonder too because I've, I've played eternal and when like i think this is bigger better sequelitis of doom like it should be it should go down as better, but I'm like, I feel like 2016 has like this weird place in my heart. Like, I think that's just the one that's, yeah, I think that, well, that that's one that'll hold up over time. I understand that. And I feel like a lot of times in game series and things that get direct sequels, a big, there's, I think there's a big bias and, and, uh, reasonably so for like the first game in a new yep. franchise because of yep. that novelty, you know, doom 2016 rebooted the entire series from nothing and just, brought doom back into the mainstream and it's yep. you know freaking fantastic when you look at um i don't know what else like i'm worried about that with god of war oh yeah god of war. well i can't wait i yeah. always oh, shot i'm so happy you played that game god of war 2018 is i got the stupid edition my senior year of high school i you know <laughs> i uh because I, I had money and no expenses and college was around the corner so i'm like yeah fuck it all i'm just gonna buy it and, it's, <laughs> it, and i'm so glad i did but, like that game Ragnarok is my most anticipated game. Yeah. Bar none. Of 2023? Uh, Whenever. I know. know People say it's going to release. It's like on an 11 right now, man. I don't know. It's all the time talk. Yeah. People say it's going to release this winter. Uh, mm, I I, I don't know about that. It's it's going to come out. 
it's going to exist. And when it exists, I'm going to be there day one. I think I'm with you, man. It's it. Yeah. I mean, that game is so special. But again, it's the well, I to me, The Last of Us is right there with it. I think oh, I was yeah. talking to Donnie about that yesterday. Excellent like, game. it's just like this to the notion of like the first game is going to hold a special place in people's hearts. Right. And like yeah. another, that whatever the follow up is like, it's just a tall order to follow up on some of these games that are so monumental and yeah, they're just critical in, in people's gaming histories, man. So I don't know. I think the other one that, that comes to mind for some reason is like the Tomb Raider reboots, but actually mm. Rise of the Tomb Raider, I think is the one that, of the three, really, like I look at Rise of the Tomb Raider as being my favorites of those three. Okay. Yeah. 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 It's yeah, an I, interesting kind of like, I feel like there probably is a bit of a category there of games that, yeah, the, did the sequel live up or do you still look back to the original? Yeah. Like, you know, some games, I, can't, I don't know, I keep thinking of games to nail, you know, like, I don't know, off the top of my head, it's kind of a little tougher than I thought it would be thinking of examples, but mm-hmm. maybe. Um, well, PlayStation, the last generation, there was like a lot of new ip really like you're yeah i mean horizon even the new horizon the, i think it seems like it's reviewed the reviews came out today and i'm glad i have that in at least one of my fantasy leagues score like 89 yeah. per critic like what's up oh yeah or like um spider-man you know spider-man 2018 as well you know what a what right. a fan what if such a you know when i think of game that i define with the word fun spider-man yeah. 2018 just yeah. nails it dude that's you know. crazy that was 2018 right alongside god of, god of war, the, war year. the year after horizon I never then, played Horizon. I need to do that. Oh, oh Guilty. my gosh, dude! You're getting I mean, You're catching up though. Like you've got all the you've got all these games you're catching up on. Yeah, it's you like I'm always Dead Space before though. Did you end up yeah. getting Dead Space? Did you play? So that one? I got Dead Space one like six seven months ago um, on my PC. So I have like I'm running like a GTX 1060 at 1440p, yeah. which is really pushing it. But for older games, you know, it perfect. It, it absolutely kills older older games. Yeah, so, I'm right with you. I, mine's yeah. a 1070 Ti, so I'm kind of everything else is great. And I, I was talking to Donnie about this yesterday too. I'm like, I just can't. I am one finding that it's actually in stock. Like I'm just like that one moment away from making a terrible, terrible $700 decision. You know, like I don't, <laughs> I don't need it. I have other things that I can play, and yeah. I don't necessarily need to play everything at 4K 60. You right. Know? I just really like it for the legacy stuff, and like yeah. I'm. So I built my PC right before I went to college, other than like RAM and a SATA SSD that I added. Because yeah. at the time, it was the first crypto craze. And 8 gigs of RAM was like $90 a stick. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I upgraded that from 8 to 16 freshman year. But my PC is kind of old. So the way I see it is like in a year's time when I'm working full time and have, you know, full time money. Yeah. If the GPU market still sucks, I think I'm just going to get a pre-built with my GPU of choice just and, you know, and move my data over. Um, if the prices are going back down, you know, maybe in my GPU and my maybe my processor and uh i know i'll build it myself there but i think my pc's due for a major a major um cleaning up over yeah. the next year or so but yeah. but yeah but so i got dead space on there um yeah. and I, I love using it for legacy games like i said i played like the first two hours and i haven't gotten back to it but i want to mm-hmm. from what i played it was really fun and yeah. it was smooth you know 144 frames you know all that jazz um, just got yeah. distracted with other things like just trying to ke- keep up with everything else yeah i don't know what got me off of it it was like it might have, oh it might have been yakuza kiwami 2 sick nice um, <laughs> thanks yeah i'm not a big horror guy bloodborne is kind of an exception but like i'm fine with some horror movies but like being in the driver's seat of a game with that kind of atmosphere like i love the atmosphere 
but mm-hmm. I anxiously dread exper- <laughs> experiencing it. So Dude, like if know. it like is inducing some sort of like panic attack or sweaty anything, like no thank you, man. I have yeah, to take yeah. breaks. The the one game like yeah. Dead Space, I feel like I kind of got over the scariness of it. It wasn't quite as like dread filled for me as say something like the evil within. Yeah. Where I'm like, I just right. didn't want to take like another step because I didn't know what was gonna come around the corner. Cause and I mean, I guess you kind of had a gun, but I just felt like I could, it, it, Dead Space, the action still took over for me to feel like I was still in control. Right. But every this, like, creature yeah. still creeped the crap out of me, man. Holy cow. Right. And you, but you have that, I forget the name, like, was it stasis? You know, the thing where you can yep. stop, stop them in their tracks and you have that sense of control. I feel right. like the games that make you the scariest aren't the ones that include the most disgusting things on screens. It's mm-hmm. the ones that make an atmosphere that make you terrified for your life. Yeah, you know, that 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 tension is so much scarier to me than any gore you could put on screen in front of me. Oh um, yeah, and that's the one that sticks with you, I think. After you, I love Alien. Yeah, Alien's my favorite movie. That's what I was going to ask you about. Yeah, that sounds like yeah. an Alien Isolation kind of nod there. So oh, not Alien yeah. Isolation. Just <laughs> I can't play the game if I wanted to. The movie. Oh, Alien. there you go. Oh, there. Yeah, yeah. yeah, dude, that's so funny. That's so amazing that you mentioned that because literally just today I was talking to a colleague at work and she's a real big movie buff and stuff, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. You know, like what kind of movies are holding up these days? I haven't really like thought about them in this kind of way. Like if somebody were to watch Alien, I literally was talking about Alien for the, if somebody were to watch that for the first time now, like would they see this as being kind of campy? Like I would look at like Jaws or even like, um, I don't know, Friday the 13th or something like some of the, some of the original like slasher stuff. Like you look at that and you go like, I could see how somebody might be freaked out by that, but it doesn't really like scare me now. Like I wonder about Alien now in 2022. Yeah. So like I I think I first saw Alien not that long ago maybe like four years ago yeah. max yeah you know, I I loved it you know and I, and oh, I also man. recently saw the John Carpenter's The Thing a couple of years ago oh and that wow. was incredible as well yeah like I actually think I've effects. seen that one yeah oh you gotta you, you gotta check that one out yeah that is one that man like I, I am just ancient all I can think about when I think about that movie is literally the either the VHS tape at like a blockbuster or a mom and pop kind of shop or the poster itself. And like my brother and I used to wander through like movie stores and flip the, flip the the tape over and see, look at the pictures on the back, like screenshots kind of thing. And just like, Nope. And the thing was one of them. I didn't want to have to do anything with that. Um, Candyman was another one. And there was oh, one yeah. other two. It was just like, no dude, like not even a little. And, but they were just practical effects and right. yeah, they, they would have scared seven-year-old me, but I'd probably be laughing at him now. Well, yeah, you know, I was, I remember Blockbuster too. Like, I don't know, as I get older and older and we get more to this digital world, I feel like I was, I was older like the older. very last of the, the physical media, the generation that was really exposed mm. to physical media in their, in their basic form, almost like the dinosaurs before they went extinct. Like I was <laughs> here for the last few years of the block, a Blockbuster. That's I was here in the primitive days of online gaming when xbox live just started coming into yeah. you know it's prime and playstation yeah. and things like that but you know f- digital digital buying of games and streaming it wasn't a th- i remember the the netflix discs in the mail and i thought at one point netflix was going to go under and then here yeah. they come roaring back with streaming now they're the biggest thing in show business and sliced bread totally so change everything yeah. dude that is fascinating and there's like these little like subdivides within like the generations, you got like your millennials, you got your Gen Z's, you got everything else, but there's still like these still kind of like these subdivides. And depending on just like what you choose to define it, like that becomes a bit of a segment within a larger, a larger grouping. I think that's, I'd never thought of like, let's follow this group of kids who they are the last ones to experience like physical media. 
Like, I think that's really interesting because there's going to be a clear cutoff of like kids who grew up and they just, it just was not a thing. Like, right. yeah. Hmm. See here, we thought we were the ones. Right. All yeah. us, all us late thirties. We were all like, we're the, we're the last, we're the last right, bastion. Yeah. But yeah, it's oh, not like they yeah. just disappeared overnight. And a landline, you know, when I was little, when I played it, you know, called each other on the home phone. Dude. Yeah. And you're right you there. Say, Look at who you. Who the hell has a landline now? Like maybe your, your, your grandparents, your parents, like, yeah, my parents got rid of theirs. And that's when I knew everything was changing. My parents got rid of <laughs> yeah. like their phone number. It's like, man, that they've had that phone number for decades, man. If you can hold on to a phone number that long, it's classic. I still remember my neighbor's phone number. Like, cause we would just like every day it was call them up and, you know, just to see if they're ready to do the exact same thing as you did yesterday. Right. Basically speed dial. Cause you could just like, you could dial oh, yeah. that number so fast. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Oh my yeah, man. gosh, man. I love it. So what what else are you playing these days? What do we, we get totally sidetracked off of that? Oh yeah, sorry. So it's these days, like I said, I finished up the first couple of Halos. Oh um, yeah, Halo. Nice. I you know, I really Halo Combat Evolved, you know, it has shown its age a bit, but I like the charm of um how how dry Chief is and, it, and the dynamic with Cortana. Yeah. I thought everyone kept telling me about the library and I guess am I might not I don't know. I, I still don't like this is kind of a hot take. I think I relative to others is even if the game's like 30 years old, I still don't like spoiling it if I don't absolutely. I don't have think to. that's the hot take. I think I would say the hot take is you're allowed to spoil something like, okay. Like Have with, you accidentally spoiled the last disregard. of us on sweet hangs yesterday. Dude, I felt <laughs> terrible. I don't know. I tried to like justify it in my mind to try and forget about <laughs> no, it. Cause it, you not bring it. You just brought up I'm like, son of a bitch. I totally did that. I played um, the game, so I wasn't offended, but I'm like, Oh, oh my it's all right, gosh, that was, that was, that was not a good one. Right. That was pretty, no, yeah, that was pretty bad. Good. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Everyone kept telling me about the library, like the library and halo combat evolved. And I'm like, I didn't know why they were telling me about it, but after playing it, I'm like, now I know why. I yeah. hate the library. I, oh, I want to hit it with the damn like fly swatter. But I love yeah. three four three guilty spark. I think that was the mission. Yeah, like where you're around the jungle and like that was so atmospheric for me. You know, the game yeah. might have been twenty oh, years nice. old. Yeah. yeah. Um. And I played combat, and I played Halo two. And dude, playing. All right. I, I feel like this is almost a non spoiler because it's introduced to you so early on. <laughs> See, but now like, you've you know, drawn a line. You got to be careful. I, I don't know. <laughs> All right. I'll just say I, I'm sitting here spoiling it. When was the last of us two out? Not 2019. When the heck was that? 2020? 20, was it 2020? Yeah, I, I think guess summer so. 2020. Like, I think ghost came out. I'm like um, two months before. Yeah. Oh, that that's it. right. That's right. Cause it would have been, yeah. Just before the new systems came out. Yep. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Yeah. But playing as the arbiter. I'm going to, sorry guys. And, and halo two. How mm-hmm. cool was that? Like, I know I didn't know any of this plot beforehand or yeah. anything having related to Halo. And I'm like, this is really cool. And I thought it was amazing. Seat, Dude, I thought so, it was so amazing. Yeah. I, but I remember people being mad about it. And I can't remember what I was talking about this until a couple weeks. People, well, just because remember, like, you have to remember too. And if you think about, I don't know if you, how much you followed like Halo 5, where you weren't playing as Master Chief quite a lot. It was like, right, well, I heard where about the heck that. Is, people were very, very upset with that. And it's like, Dude, they already did this. They did it with Arbiter in two. And there was a series of games that kind of pulled a little bit of a switcheroo on you. And right. Metal Gear Solid 2 is a good example of that, where it's like, well, where the heck is Snake? Who's this like Raiden guy? Like, what the heck are you guys doing to me? Uh, so I'm glad you see, I'm not even trying to make a case for you should be mad if you're not playing as the main character. I wish that more games had the balls to do this. But unfortunately, like the internet kind of gets a little pissy about these things yeah. sometimes. Yeah, man, I haven't played a lot of the. You brought up Halo Five, you know. I I wasn't there for. Sorry, guys. I guess I'm an I'm an uh I'm an X bot. 
fake hater, fan. fake fan that, mm-hmm. you know, I really wasn't in around for a lot of these Xbox exclusive. You know, I have no gears experience. I have no, it doesn't have any uh, games. So don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't have any games in Xbox one. That's what I heard. Xbox one. Yeah. But like, um, I think, you know, if a game can do it well, like, you know, I heard a lot of the outrage in halo five, not playing as chief, but you know, but I think it's different in Halo 2. And I'm going to make the comparison here to The Last of Us 1 a bit. When you... Mm. Sw- oh, wait. Now am I going to spoil Last oh, of Us? Oh, snap. <laughs> All right. Maybe I should <laughs> just shut up. See how easy it is. Look, it's, it's, it's pretty... It's not as easy as it looks, man. You, you play as a certain notable character in The Last of Us 1 that I think fits the game very well. That and this is... Feel this, like the, the, the statute of limitations... What is that? What is that? The, the rule is that? Like, like, you're, you're right. it's, like you are allowed to talk, I right. would say... And you, we can do a bit of a like fast forward like thirty seconds or whatever. If you don't want to know what happens in oh, the yeah. Last of Us One, which came out in like two thousand seven or whatever, two thousand thirteen. Like, I remember. I remember the day it came to my I'm, front like, door. Off. Oh, my the gosh. mail didn't come to our house, and I was so mad because I wanted yeah. to play the Last of Us on release after I got behind my parents' back, and they didn't. <laughs> oh yeah, I I'm realizing PS three yeah. came out in two thousand seven, two thousand five. I think, think two thousand five no with the fat PS three. Not a chance. Two thousand six, maybe. I think it's so far. We'll look it up. We'll, we'll look it up. Right, well, how about, oh man, Ryan, uh, I was going to say producer Ryan can jump in <laughs> here. Ryan. He doesn't produce this show. <laughs> he, he doesn't do this one. I do everything and I'm not going back into it. No, Somewhere good. in there. But in any case, I was way off. 2013, st- the, see, we just bought people enough time to like pull over and, you know, not get spoiled for The Last of Us. But here we go. <laughs> yeah. Let's spoil the shit out of The Last of Us. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I don't know. I love the dynamic between Chief and the Arbiter and, you know, let's finish the fight. Halo 3, and I played the first mission of that, and what a glow-up, graphically, control-wise. Oh, yeah. How much better does it feel to play Halo 3? Because for me, it felt like I didn't know how slow I was moving in Halo 1 and 2 until I started playing Halo 3. Yeah, I'm man. Like, yeah. Holy crap. You well, know? and especially now in Master Chief Collection, you can literally go from, like, like if you're playing multiplayer, you can go from, like, one one game to the next, just like just oh, yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, it's a Master huge Chief difference. Yeah. yeah, very, very smooth. And on PC, very nice experience. Um, but you know, um, they never did an anniversary edition for Halo Three, mm-hmm. and I feel like just because they missed, because it was, I think it was a ten year anniversary they did for for CE and then for Halo Two. I think so. Yeah, they did a ten year anniversary thing, and those treatments are unbelievable. Like they are the they are amongst the standard for remasters, just in the way that yeah. I think the cinematics are just like I feel like they actually look better. The cinematics from like Halo Two, I think, look better than Infinite. To be honest yeah. with you, I think <laughs> really? I'd, rather, I'd rather that style because because wow. Infinite is like I don't know it's like almost in game or in engine if it's oh, not in actually in engine. I like like the stylistic like and even the the TV show. I would rather just like I think the studio was called Blur that did the the cinematics for the anniversary editions. I think they're called Blur. Mm. Do that. Give me a, a weekly show or whatever a streaming thing with with that. That thing that would yeah. be way better. Yeah, I, in Halo t- Halo and t- Halo C and Halo Two. I intentionally played with the. The classic graphics, just to, oh wow, just I just I don't know I wanted the original experience. Like I played Half Life One and Half Life Two for the first times a couple of years ago. I didn't yeah. I didn't bump up the graphics in Half Life One. I didn't get Black Mesa, and I Ooh. like Half Life One more than Half Life Two. You know, I think so, I'm with you on that. Actually, yeah, yeah um, I think I'm with you. I feel like as long I feel like I'm in a unique position where when you hear a lot of the how much people praise Half Life Two, yeah, from the outside looking in, it seems like. And after having played it, I think so much of the praise comes from how technically, uh, how much of a technical jump the Source Engine was. Yeah. You know, how much of a graphical jump. Look at this physics engine. 
you know, that would be the base for all these games that will come after, you know, as a quality game, I think Half-Life 1 is paced so much better, in my opinion. Um, mm. And in Half-Life 2 in the second half, there was some really, it was around when you got into like the city and it was kind of like a big battlefield, like a World War type atmosphere, yeah. really slogged for me. Yeah. But, um, you know, oh, and, and fun fact, apparently Titanfall 2 runs on a modified source engine. Yes, it does. I didn't know yes, that. Yes, sir. Until, like, yeah, that is ago. so cool. I yeah. man, that is man. Imagine some sort of like weird Half Life Titanfall kind of crossover. It would absolutely give me never it. happen. But yeah, give, give me more that Titanfall. To me. We'll write the we'll write the fan fiction on that. Right. Well, that's one of your examples too about earlier. Like the did the sequel? You know, is it? Do you hold? Where do you hold the the first two in your heart? Is it Half Life right. or Half Life Two? For for me, it was. I didn't come to Half Life Two until years later after it came out. Actually, mm. and I think it's just a matter of like at what point did I hit high school and, and college and versus when half-life the original came out was like, I think 1997 or 1998. And that's my like 12 to 14 years old time. Like that's when like, Holy crap, I'm playing still. Like I would argue like some of the best games ever made. It was like Ocarina of time was in there. Half-life unreal. There's a whole bunch of others in that, in that time zone. And I'm glad to hear that you played half-life man. Like you're real like student of, of gaming, man. Thanks. Really? Yeah, I, don't know. I, I love so learning cool. about it. I love seeing the evolution of games. That's one of the reasons yeah. I played Halo in its classical engine. And I played the series in its release order, not like the chronological story order. Like I didn't play mm-hmm. Reach before CE, even though Reach is supposed to be a prequel, right? Yeah, I right. like seeing yeah. the, the progression through of, that makes of the sense. tech through through real time. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. Did you get to Reach or did you stop at three? or where, No, where so I only played the first mission of three. I need to get back to it. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna. Have I'm you gonna done any co-op them. at yeah. all? Have you played with anybody? No, but I want to. I think co-op yeah. in the campaigns would be a really fun time. Um, then, then you yeah. can see what everybody was bent out of shape about when Infinite oh, did launch with, yeah. with co-op, and it's like some people are like never played with co-op anyway, so like who cares? And yeah, I, I mean, are... I was one of those guys, but I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't have. I was kind of like, I really don't have any space to talk. I have no, I have no investment in in yeah. Halo or what what co-op and Forge really means to the series. You know, yeah, I'm just, I'm not that. I'm not that guy, so it's not my place to to get mad or get happy here. <laughs> well, I love and I love that you have, you know, we've talked about Halo and a bunch of PlayStation stuff and your number one platformer. I can't believe Donkey Kong. But like you're kinda all over the place. Like where do you have like a center core of like your your gaming or your your nerdism? Like is there something that you kind of come back to? It's weird, you know, I go in phases, like phases yeah, between nice. my platforms a lot. Like there are just maybe a couple months where I'm spending a lot of time on my PC. Mm-hmm. And then I'm spending a lot of time on some PlayStation stuff. Yeah. And then I'm coming back to my Switch. Like when Kirby comes out, man. Heck yeah. Kirby in the Forgotten mode. Land. Oh my gosh. Game of the year. Right after Triangle Strategy, of course. <laughs> you have fun with that. This going to be. <laughs> <laughs> You're not in on Triangle Strategy? I don't it know. It surprises man. me a little bit. No. One of the most painful things for me as a, as a gamer has been I haven't been able to get into turn based jrpgs Ooh, i just haven't yeah. like i've tried i tried persona 5 yeah i tried final we'll fantasy 7 the original oh you gotta do four do persona 4 persona 4 okay yeah, well it's on get, PC it, now, get your so hands right. on a vita get go get a vita vita or you no, can play on, on pc yeah on get Steam. on pc yeah. that's right that's right my old man yeah. brain will catch up here eventually yeah, I, i've come to realize what the heck you can do that on yeah get it on get it on steam man Get that yeah. music going. Oh my gosh. I like personally, and it might, this might be the, another example of this. Of course there's previous personas, but for me, it's like four was it five. Couldn't match it. Like it, it maybe there's an objective reason that as if that exists, maybe there's a reason that it's a better game. I'm like, no, 
Like it's it's about Risei and Chie for me. It's it's yeah. Persona Four Gold, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know, I bought SMT Five, and I think I even posted in the Discord about it, and then I canceled <laughs> the yeah, order. Yeah, no, it was like I don't think that's the one. Is, yeah, I, I buy. You know, I can't. It's a little embarrassing to say the amount of games that I clicked the, the purchase button on over FOMO were hype. Mm-hmm. That when I maybe like an hour or a few hours or a day removed from the purchase. Like and I'm like, do, do, yeah, do, do I really, do I really want this game? Especially when I look at these, Seriously. the turn-based JRPGs that time and time and again, haven't yeah. caught me. And I'm like, no, I don't. And I cancel it. Um, yeah. So I've canceled quite a number of hype JRPG orders based on that. But I do have, <laughs> but I do like action RPGs. Mm-hmm. I have, I have Xenoblade definitive edition in my drawer kind of really rearing to go at some point get soon on it get on it man I really, that was I really one of my do. favorite games that i played a couple of years ago um did you, what about fire emblem you played fire emblem right so tried i tried <laughs> oh, i tried no. three houses i liked the i like the tactic i like the combat but yeah. i don't like the social stuff i don't like spending i don't know i feel like mm-hmm. i don't like the time commitment on a lot of J. Oh, turn-based maybe don't do RPGs. Then. Yeah, yeah, don't, that, don't that do includes, Persona. <laughs> yeah, that includes the tactical games, but like action RPGs. You know, I've yeah. I've almost I've almost a hundred hours in Bloodborne, and it's like yeah. I'm not stopping. Anytime oh heck soon. yeah! I feel like Three Houses is an example of one where it's like they kind of they kind of went. I don't want to say too far because people would be mad, and I don't necessarily think that, but it definitely went beyond where Fire Emblem was before. Like you didn't right. really have all that. Let's go on a tea date, and let's go like hang out and go fishing or whatever it was it was yeah. it was still story based but yeah you got to the the grid based kind of action yeah much yeah. faster but i love learning about rpgs and the history mm-hmm. behind them like rpg cave like it's so fun listening and just learning about them i know i'm not going to play 99.8 percent of the things that ryan and right. gary talk about but yeah. i just love learning them as a student of gaming um, yeah man I'm like maybe i'll get into advanced wars down the line you know it has all the tactical stuff go. without any of the Stripping away all the social stuff that I don't care <laughs> care about. Well, yeah, and I mean that's that's why I was asking about like where did what game made you smart? I don't know if you ever really answered other than joking about Doom, but like yeah, you know, I don't, where does Pokemon come in for you? Yeah, I don't. Uh, Pokemon, me and Pokemon have a troubled history. Yeah, including, <laughs> including me rebuying Shield a month ago for some reason, <laughs> and I and I and I still don't like it, and I haven't gone to the first gym again. Why did you rebuy it then? You already made up your I don't mind. Know. I was like, I want to see. Maybe I was just I was kind of in denial. Like maybe I just didn't give it the right go because i haven't played oh, pokemon man. in all these years that's um, a whole category of games like that's a yeah. that's a google doc in and of itself like yeah, it's games like, no. that i think maybe i just was not playing them right or like i missed something yeah. or yeah maybe i did something wrong maybe it's not yeah. you it's me yeah and uh but you know i didn't like it and uh, let's just say in a few days when I'm, I'm going down to best buy to to trade it in towards my elden ring pre-order but um oh yeah yeah <laughs> uh, i might try rcs like in two years or something but me and pokemon are kind of yeah but in terms of games that made me smart yeah <laughs> yeah, we're gonna break reference. yeah that's a that's a 90s right. reference my, my apologies okay. no you're yeah. good i haven't seen i haven't seen a lot of 90s stuff Anything. i do like a lot of movies though 90s movies yeah yeah elden ring is there a world that you think that game does not well like is that a guarantee like in fantasy stuff it's like it was first round i'm in three fantasy critics and that thing was like first or third pick. Like it didn't go beyond like the fourth pick, I don't think. I don't think the game doesn't do well. And the reason I say that now is because I don't know if you know, there's already been a closed the network test of the game where streamers and other influencers have simply gotten the game and it's yeah. and it's uh, reverence of a few areas that they're just free to explore in. And, you know, even though it's only a few areas, there's a lot about 
an action RPG that you can make some pretty good judgments on if you For have sure. maybe 20, 15, 20 hours worth of game to explore. You know, how do the systems mm-hmm. work? Does gameplay work? How does this all go? So if that didn't exist and the, and the po- feedback wasn't overwhelmingly positive, I'd say maybe not. But at this point, I feel like it's almost a lock that a it lock. does extremely well. But then Cyberpunk exists, so you know. I was good, maybe, just going to say, maybe man, I'm a sham. They, yeah. How many of those people who are playing it? Like, have you seen their chairs? Are they playing on are they <laughs> the playing yellow chairs? Elder Rings that, yeah. chairs? That's so stupid. It's so. Oh, I hate that so much. And it's interesting that you bring up Cyberpunk as well. Like we, uh, by the time this releases, people will know the fate of Cyberpunk. At least it's new. Maybe it's new era. Maybe this is. Maybe this Will is we? actually a thing. Well, apparently, like, Court Lalonde was posting pictures. It's like, it shows I saw that, yeah. an XS, like, an upgrade. And I think Jez Corden was talking about it as well. It looks like that thing has been the, the uh, next generation releases there. So, yeah, like, what if if that is the case, like, what are your thoughts on, what are your thoughts on Cyberpunk? And if, yeah, that they if they've actually made it right, does that make it right by you? Well, I was, I guess I should back up by saying I was very interested in Cyberpunk. I still am. Like, it seems like very much my kind of game. One of yeah. the reasons I I like to hone in on, you know, like I said, I got a PS3 and then a PS4 is, you know, I love these 10 to 15, 20 hour adventures where you're guiding me along and I'm having this fantastic, bombastic experience. Yeah. Um, and it's like Cyberpunk isn't quite that confined, but by everyone who beat the game without it crashing their computer and sending it into flames that it was about yeah. like 15 20 hours on a single playthrough and it's a fun first person you know cyberpunk blade runner i love blade runner both mm, movies type nice. type style and i'm like this is a very me type of game but you know hearing about the performance i held off so yeah. if it does well is, is is the game right by me um well i guess i have to play and see if i like it first but i guess on a on a trust level like here balance. on a cons- yeah on a consumer level by the developers maybe but it's yeah. it's really even if the game ends up improving that mm-hmm. is simply inexcusable behavior you know no man's sky got so much better after all these years i was there at no man's sky's launch and after no man's sky i stopped pre-ordering almost all games yeah. except for a very select few and that was it yeah but you know they came back after that many years but it, um it, you really can't have a game be out of early access after you pay full price two years thereafter it's day and date release it's it's unacceptable so i guess will it do right by me in its current state maybe but in the way it was handled that will never be yeah you can't fix some mistakes you just can't fix and you have to move Mm -hmm. on and try to create a new slate for yourself well and i i appreciate the well thought out response to that because i even as i was asking i'm like this is one of the this is kind of an impossible question i'm glad you brought up no man's sky because that is one that is celebrated as this is how you resurrect just an absolutely disastrous launch. And it's like the fact that we are celebrating that model and that what what ended up happening there, I think in some sort of like weird, backwards, stupid way makes it okay for others to try it as well. And it's like, that's not the message. Mm-hmm. Nope. That's not the takeaway. Nope. Like we would rather that have been like great from the start. Like, let's just be clear yeah. about that. It's a great know? redemption arc, but you right. you give me the game. Yeah. That you set out to that you set out to in a completely functional and playable form on day one. You know, maybe this yeah, is a hot take, but oh, <laughs> crossfire! Right, Man, it's, a, it's laughable. Stuff. It's laughable, and it's right there. And it's like this is a category of games that like launch in a state 
you know? And I feel like Battlefield was so doomed from the start that it's like, it's not even like nobody expected anything out of it anyways. So it's people, it's can't even get bad press. It doesn't get any press at all. It can't even get bad press for God's sakes. You know? Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy. And, but then you see stuff like dying light Two, which is, I feel a really interesting, what I would call intermediate case right. where yep. what was people were given on day one. You know, I heard, hear Donnie talk about it countless times now, you know, on his yeah. tombstone, it's probably going to be dying. Let's make game. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, he's like, he loves it. And I hear a lot of people, um, they really like the game. And in many re- respects, they like it are more already gameplay wise than dying late one, yeah. but it has a ton of problems. Techland is going after them aggressively. Yeah. Or, or, not after the consumers that the problems aggressively, the problems <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, you know, fixing them. Gamers. But yeah. it's like, I think Donnie said, like, he thinks it should have been delayed. And I talked to someone today. They sent me, like, two paragraphs of everything they have wrong with Dying Light 2. And then in their last paragraph, that was a few sentences. They say, oh, it's also better than Dying Light 1 in gameplay by far. Yeah. I'm like, what? It's like, there's, there's so much work to do, but there's so much good here. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's an in-between that I still think is not acceptable. I still think something like yeah. that isn't acceptable to the consumer that's something like dying light 2 right now should be an opt-in early access yeah event for the consumer and maybe make it a, a mass public release one or two months in the future what um, do you think yeah. i don't disagree with that but i wonder if like the console market is really tapped into the notion of early access in the way of like on steam, like this has existed on steam for like probably decades at this point oh, yeah. certainly like about 10 years or so and people get it you buy into the thing and you're like, you are actually helping create the thing. And that's a very PC gamer, I think, mindset. Whereas I think with with consoles, I still don't think, even if you have it in big, gigantic letters, early access, like, let's tell you what this is. Right. People will still have expectations that it resembles right. the final product. And I think that will, number one, it's a, so it's a mismatch of like the product and the audience. And then number two is that that ultimately will um, subvert the actual launch. That you'll, they'll never actually be able to shake off the narrative and the the this perception that this game is broken. It's like, well, that shouldn't be part of the perception. It's like it's it's early access. Like, well, go yeah. away, you dummies. It also depends on the game because most early access games are smaller projects. But a game right. like Dying Light Two, you know, when we were talking about the mass media player, mm-hmm. like your Madden's, Fifas of the world, if they see a new Madden or FIFA on the store, they're buying, they're downloading, and they're playing it for the next twelve right. months. You know, right. Dying Light 2, I didn't think it would have that kind of reach. But when you look at the player counts, I know, it's man. insane. Yeah. It, it is almost at that level, which absolutely shocked me. So um, weird. They keep making zombie yeah. games. Like, who knew? Still <laughs> yeah. pretty popular, man. It is. Yeah, but yeah. The, the early access stuff, if, I think it works a lot better with almost almost all the time, smaller projects. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah. Because they the can people, still fly under yeah. the radar. I guess that's a good point. Right. If it's yeah. this marquee title, then you put through, I try to do like early access. Yeah. Then it's, then too many people play it instead of something right. kind of growing with the community. Yeah. That's, mm. Mm, yeah, that's, but, seems but obvious. I feel like you can have these big marquee games that have the low key early access. Like yep. let's say Dying Light 2 right now had an early access that you could only um, access the early access <laughs> by, you know, if you opted into a special program by Techland and you put your email to these special pages where you as the dedicated fan had to put in all this effort to get into the early access, not listed on the store, 
but it's right. sent to so you you're by your promotional fan. emails. You're kind of you you're you're kind of biased in a way. Is kind of what you're. you're it's kind of yeah. self-selecting. Well, yeah, but I feel like that's advantageous for the developer because if you get of really course, dedicated people in early access, you know, maybe QA unfortunately gets thrown out the window because think about all these many people that can it's tell you numbers. all the things that are wrong with your game and to polish these things. Yeah. So you can, you can use the fanboy dedicated gamer to your advantage and right. getting some real polish to these huge projects. Yeah, I think that's an interesting that's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, for sure. Like when I say like when you're biased, like that's not always a negative thing. It's just a fact. It's just a an yeah. objective like which way are you leaning, which I think is interesting. But I think the other side of it too though is there are examples of like closed beta things that I don't know. I don't know how those work. I'd really like to get behind the scenes and understand in it, like what is the best case scenario for a developer to start to learn about their thing? Cuz there's definitely like a closed alpha for for Halo. So that was a pretty good example. And then oh, it yeah. launched into open beta, oh, right? Yeah. right? Like that's a just a class. I mean, instantly, it's an instant classic example of this sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, no, but me, personally, like Dying Light is it, it's funny because like we can talk, I think, all day and night about principally like how does this affect me? What it did, like what the actual result if I just completely separate my thoughts and logic from it was like I didn't buy it. And I have to be honest with you, like I, I what impacted my decision to jump in or not, which I ultimately decided to not was like, I saw the patch stuff. I saw this game wasn't out and and ready. And it's like, well, I think that coupled with games like this tend to become a little bit less expensive over time than not a lot of time. I'll just wait. Right. Yeah. And, you know, when on a lot of these games, you know, when you hear Donnie's having such a great time with it on his PC, make mm -hmm. no mistake, Donnie is now playing Dying Light on a 3000 to 4000 US dollar machine and it's running great. It was I think it was also running very well on his laptop at 1080p with a 3060. Yeah. Um you know, but that's and I say that because that's a top of the line accessible his accessibility right. oh, to the game point. is top of the line. That's not your Series X, your Series S, your Xbox One X, your PS5 or your PS4 yeah. players. Mm -hmm. That's not repre and when the when the experience finally being good at launch, you know, good is locked to that high echelon of players, you know, to that to the extreme is kind of what happened with Cyberpunk. Yeah. I feel like that's still, that still ain't it. So, so yeah, Cyberpunk is an interesting, I think Cyberpunk just across the, the various platforms and just the way that it was clearly built for PC and then kind of like, like right click save as are you sure you want to do this <laughs> yeah. do you want to change the extension on this file name because it could become unstable is kind of what we got there um yeah, yeah i think it's a, a little yeah. bit different and yeah it it's is. just it is sometimes brute force doesn't doesn't really save you right. sadly yeah. um tpr how many um first of all where what is tpr what what are the is that your like your actual initials uh, yeah. Should I even ask that? Damn <laughs> that, it. That, 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 is, that is my initial. Okay, that's as, that's as much as well. That's as much as I will uh, try to dig into that. TBR, how okay. many uh, fantasy critic leagues are you in? Zero. You're in zero. Yeah. What? I thought I was in one with you. What the heck? Really? Oh, wait, I think I, I said I might have joined. I think I said in the past I was going to be joining PSVGs when they sold their Patreon up and they said that yeah. was going to be a perk. But uh, no, I, I haven't. <laughs> oh, man. I, want, I, was, I was just loading it up. And trying to like walk through some of this stuff because it's it's starting to heat up in some of these areas. But I I will not do that if uh, you're not even in any of these dang leagues. <laughs> I thought you were in the PSVG one for well, some I, reason. No, you're good. But I heard some of your I heard your draft with Joe over at Console War Room. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we definitely did something with uh, with the Trophy Room, man. How, how's That's your an guys interesting is, one. Yeah. How's that feud going? Who's winning? Uh, 
end well, of February so far. Again, it's it's heating up, man. Um, because you know, as it's it's just funny how any predictions eventually the prediction becomes realized as either being true or in most cases just absolutely insane and ridiculous and totally wrong. And fantasy critic, I think, is just a hyper-realized example of this. Like you are locking in your choices at the beginning of the year saying, I think this game is going to do well. And then you just kind of like let it sit. And it's this time capsule that you have to come back to later. You go, the hell was I thinking? Or what the heck was that person thinking? Yeah. They're out of their mind, man. Look um, at the GTA remasters. Think about how dude, many people exactly. thought they were going to be so locked in. Like this that is been easy 85, 87. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then it's just a complete dumpster fire. <laughs> Anybody who got it is like, I can't believe you snagged that one. Like, Oh my gosh, that yeah. is, and that's it. Like somewhere in the list of games that we've chosen, there's one of those examples. There's a, a GTA right. remaster, it's and like, you don't know what it's going to be. Exactly, that's the scary part. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like it's like Minesweeper up in here. Like we have, <laughs> um, it's so funny because yeah, it was the Trophy Room and Xbox Drive, and the Trophy Room ended up picking up all the Xbox games. Like they, their second pick was Starfield, and I actually think they picked Forza Motorsport, which is great because. That game ain't coming out this year. So shows what those. <laughs> oh yeah, that's another now. thing. You have to bet on certain games coming out this year. So when you yep. do your drafts, can you bet on a game that hasn't been announced yet? Yep. Yeah, I have. In I actually um, I snagged. I mean, this is about as safe as it gets. But Call of Duty, uh, unannounced Call of Duty game, twenty twenty two is basically what it says. And there's examples of all this stuff like all over the place, like rumored. Mm-hmm. Resident Evil remake is is one of the things that you could choose. And if you land it, then you, you're a genius. But if you miss it because like hasn't been announced, yeah, it could be real bad for you. So we have Elden Ring and we have Gran Turismo 7, which I'm feeling pretty positive oh, about. Yeah. Dude, right? oh, speaking of Gran Turismo 7 is a great example of that. The mass market appeal. No, like no one in our inner in these inner enth- gaming enthusiast circles People don't know how big Gran Turismo is for PlayStation. Yeah, it is sales wise. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. their bit, I think like their biggest first party franchise in terms of units sold. Like Gran Turismo flies yeah. off the shelves, and right. that's something like that's I think a lock for a fantasy league. I mean, it just yeah. falls right into all the other sports games that nobody realizes that these things like outsell their 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 precious whatever they have. Yeah. Oh, and I, I hate when people say like oh, I'm a huge basketball fan. I should say I used to play NBA 2K. You know, as two as like I don't know uh, as artsy as I might come off. Like I was a hard NBA 2K guy, and after like th- three years of them burning me, I'm like, no, screw you 2K. I'm I'm done with this for now. How I'll do they burn play. you? Uh, just year after year, the microtransactions, mm. the pay to win style on their online modes just really hit me in the gut, and I'm like, yeah, this this isn't it. This ain't yep. it. And, yep. and I just, I, I left. But I say that because a lot of these sports games, people write off a lot of sports games as, especially like, you know, at the Game Awards and stuff like that. And that, oh, who would play those? Who would yeah. play those? The yeah. majority of the consumers who are buying these consoles Honestly. are playing those. There's a huge amount of the market that you're simply not representing if you yep. don't give sports games real credence and you don't have real sports enthusiasts looking at these sports games for what yep. they are. And yeah. I feel like it's a, it's, I feel like it's honestly an insult when a lot of gaming journalists take a look down on, on these, on these games. And I'm like, yeah, there are games that people play for a long time and they're, 
really popular. You know, I Super enjoy popular. Yeah. And they kind of, yeah, bankroll a lot of these publishers. It's like EA Sports, kind of a thing, like pretty, yeah, pretty 2K. significant to, yeah, or 2K, of course. Like, man, I'm glad 2K kind of finally, I think they've really solidified themselves as a, as not even just a competitor, but like, you know, a leader in a lot of ways in, in the sports games. Because there was a time there was like they were just going to be like pushed out by monopolies and and deals and everything. And they didn't even have a chance to make some of these games. And slowly but surely, it's like we got a good golf game. We certainly have a great mm-hmm. basketball game. Like they actually matter. But like there used to be a great football game from 2K as well. Like that was that was actually pretty decent. They, they as used well. to do um, 2K baseball. And then the show yep. hit them out of the water only for the show to come out on Game Pass uh, several yeah. years later. <laughs> yeah, give it to me. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, it's funny, just the number of, like I said, some uh, every day we learn something new about certain games. And it, it dawned on me that that Kyle and Joe locked in Kirby in the Forgotten Land as a counter pick. Ooh. Like, they just went on Kirby, which like maybe like you could argue some Kirby games mm. are kind of sevens or like, I don't know, man. I think this that's one, gonna be like a 90. <laughs> I, think, I think this Kirby is going to be the best Kirby game since Planet Robobot. I mean, you could probably even go further back than that. Like, I think this could be one of the best Kirby games of all time. Oh, you know, like, I think I say that Planet Robobot, in my opinion, might be the best Kirby game of all time. Oh, I, snap. I, okay. Okay. I think it has yeah. potential to, to, to eclipse it. I'm a big Kirby guy. I can't, yeah, I can't wait to do go. Kirby car and run over all these banana, oh, bandanas Donnie, or Donnie like just that. started smiling. He doesn't even know why. He's just like, ooh, good <laughs> feeling. Doesn't even know that we we're just talking about this right now, man. Holy cow. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to, like, what was on your mind when you kind of came into this? So, like, let's record We The Gamer Cast. Like, what, yeah. What's on your mind? I don't know. I was just so excited. Like, I, I truly love Yumi Capri and PSVG and this. Thanks, man. And Trophy Room. Yeah, like this. Like, I, I think I mentioned once before this this podcast cinematic universe we, we have <laughs> that's here. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah, we got to do something with this. That's right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I was some context you know when the pandemic started i was looking around some podcast discords and i joined one it was an xbox podcast discord the muffin mon ironically enough was in that too mm-hmm. and i didn't see him again on discord until he joined <laughs> yumi capri oh that's so um, funny yeah, yeah but we i left that and it was pretty it was pretty bad the yeah. you wouldn't hear from listening to the podcast but the discord community there was a lot of um anti-mask anti-covid vaccine oh, yeah okay trans- a, a lot of uh sexism and awesome. yeah that's LGBTQism. what you there for and i'm like um i'm gonna i'm gonna leave and i felt kind of taint not tainted but i, I felt icky and i'm like i want to see if i can find someplace else to to kind of hone in on and then i found trophy room and mm. you no know, trophy room what what a fantastic community and Seriously. pair of guys kyle and joe are over there yeah and then Donnie was on that Discord, and then I found PSVG in mid-2021, and I'm like, damn, this is also insane. And then, you know, a couple months ago, I found Yumi Capri, you know, Sweet Hangs. You know, I'm probably the number one Sweet Hangs fan, you know? Yeah, <laughs> we're back, man. Yeah, it's great, but, and then I found you guys, and I just love, I don't know, I, I love the passion y'all, y'all put on your podcast and, Thanks, and the man. community, and I just wanted to, to be a, as much of a part of that as I could, so, you know, being on here was kind of like, I, I all day i was so excited for this oh that's the sweetest man me too you i do feel like you are a part of you're right a part of that like (laughs) extended universe this this the cinematic universe because like you appear on all the shows like you're whether (laughs) you're like your voice is there or not like your your voice is there in a way like and i think that is that's phenomenal and i i feel like i just blinked and then an hour went by and 
I got to have you back on. Like, I think that you could just like, I th- you could talk about anything. I feel like you could take my sure. job about this, man. You can talk to anybody <laughs> about anything. Just like, okay, tell me about games. You're like, all right, I'm a student of games. Like that's, that's a great place to be in where you're just keeping an open mind about stuff and like interested in what other people are geeking out about. I think like, that's, that's what it's all about, dude. Thanks. Yeah. There's like this weird, I don't know. It's, it's not even a revolution. It's not new. It's just like this, this notion of like indie content and the little micro communities that surround it. It's like, I feel like there's something special there. Cause I feel like everybody, like if you want to be seen, you can be seen, you know, mm. you can be seen and heard and participate. Yeah, and you're yeah. not just like one of a gazillion people. It's like, Oh, I know no. who you are. Like, I know TPR. Right. Like I'm waiting for his question to come on in. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like selfishly, you know, when I ask a question, I'm like, if I ask a question and no, there's a react from you or Ryan and I'm like, Ooh, okay. They have it on their slate. And then when I go to listen to the podcast, you know, selfishly, of course, in the back of my mind, it's like, when are they going to, Ooh, when are they going to read my question? When Dude. am I going to be acknowledged after, yeah, after the show goes by, but you know, that's part of the fun. And I feel like yeah. that's fine. That's fine to acknowledge that sometimes it's just fun to let people hear people acknowledge that, that you exist and your, your questions or concerns are being heard directly. And that's, it's really, I can't think of a really of a better way of community engagement other than, you know, <laughs> being alive on a phone call or something like this. Well, then, um, then we check that box off over here, which is funny because this is where it all started. Like that is yeah. the funniest thing is that you would think that this would be added on to address that, but it's actually, it was reverse. This was the first thing that I ever, that I ever did. And it led me to awesome meeting Ryan and meeting ever like Bobby back in the day. Oh, and wow. Like you that's, got Ryan and Bobby through here. Wow. Oh yeah. Like this, Bobby was, Bobby was my fourth or fifth guest. Like that's where, like it really just kind of like catapulted from there. There was another guy I met shortly after that. His name was Dave Moore and he was the one, he, him and I created the Xbox Drive okay. back in whatever the heck year that was. It all comes from this, like strangers from the internet and just like, who are you? And it's like, oh, yeah, and man. did we just become best friends? Yeah, we did. So you're never getting rid of me. So there you go. Yeah. Be in your, I'll be sliding into those DMs all the time. Yeah. Well, I'll, and I'm, I'm going to try to, as hard as I can this fall to make it, make it out in person to extra life in, Dude, in New York. I was just talking to my wife about, it and it's just like, can we just, I just need to know one way or another, this like wishy-washy. I just don't know. Like, a, I don't want to, I don't want to upset anybody, but it's like, can we just, can we just go? I just want to go. Like, I'll take another five uh-huh. shots if I have to, like whatever, whatever it takes, man. Just like give me like an inhaler or something. I don't know. I just want to be there. And I want to have like the runway to let everybody else know that this is the plan. I think that's what was really tricky about 2021 was, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we're a go. And we had about a month where like everything was great. And then, yeah, things kind of closed up again. It was, it's hard to gather people from across mm. the country when that sort of situation. Yeah, man. So cool, man. Well, um, do you want to let anybody know to my point about 50 minutes ago? Do you want to let people know where they can find you on the internet <laughs> and, and get a sure, hold yeah. of you, man? Just, uh, you know, I'm not really on social media much. I have like a dormant Twitter. So I guess just disc- Discord. You can find me at TPR. That's T TPR, just the letters. And uh, nice. so, yeah. <laughs> it's like the one the one handle that requires almost no explanation. It's like, let's, <laughs> like, like TPR, yeah. like the uh, like the, the the 19th letter of the alphabet. Yeah. And then toilet paper roll. That's me right here. <laughs> Come on. Is that a thing? You no, definitely no, thought no, of that before. It's not a thing. A lot of people have been like, that's where your name comes from. Right. And I'm like, no. And I told like maybe three people when they've actually DM me and ask, where does your name actually come from? And I know them. They're not weirdos. I said, it's just my initials guys. Toilet like, paper oh. roll. They're like, Oh, screw you. It's just your initials. You're uninteresting. I hate you. And then, <laughs> uh, well, mine, mine's my actual full name. And I don't know if that was such a good idea, but it's better well, than my PSN name. 
you have a lot of you have a lot of good Capri Capri puns. Wait, what's your PSN name? <laughs> now it's Sean Capri, and that's as far as we're we're gonna talk about that. <laughs> All right. Some people know, and if you know, then good for you. We've known each other for a long time. Um, there's an episode of Podcast Beyond that you can go back in the archives and discover. At some oh. Point. Yeah. Okay. That's a whole other story. TPR, thanks for just being an amazing member of the community and coming on here, man. You're coming back on soon enough, man. I, I promise All you right. that. Thanks, man. Sure. I, I, there's more to talk about. And even if it's not even like this show, I'm like, how the heck can we get you on other stuff? We'll figure Be something happy out. happy to. Okay, cool, man. Wholesome goodness. That's what that was. Hopefully you guys uh, haven't been completely blown back into the wall that you're standing next to because of the wholesomeness. I think that's a side effect of or an impact of wholesome. Just an absolute physical impact. Just ferocious. Ferocious wholesomeness. Thank you, TPR. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, I think that was a good one. I think that, I mean, I'll, I, who am I to say? Hopefully you guys think it was a good one as well. I want to I wanna close things off. First of all, follow TPR. All the, all, the sh- all the links are in the show notes. Follow the show. Follow me. Twitter, Twitch. It really helps. Leave a review. I haven't read a review in a long time. So it would be great if your review was the next one that I read at the, at the start of the show. That would be, that'd be great. I haven't really talked about that in a little while. Uh, I want to close things out because in the last couple of weeks, I've been kind of just rambling. And uh, I want to let you guys know it's going to be okay. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're struggling with, it's going to be okay. This too shall pass. I promise you. Think back. There's been other times where you've gotten over things. You've gotten over hurdles. You've gotten over hills and mountains even. And it's gotten you to this point. And that's just the way it goes, man. Unfortunately or fortunately, whichever side you're on, of it you're on, it's going to get better. I believe in you. You're here. You got to say... It's morning, or it's like maybe you woke up in the afternoon, in which case, good for you. You got to sleep in, man. It's all good. On the Pants Patreon podcast for Patrons podcast, by the way, uh, it's for patrons of $3 plus. It's one of the exclusive tiers. Um, I walk through three things that I'm grateful for, and I promise you guys, it has been so, so helpful for me in good times and in bad. In good times, it's like, okay, well, let's, let's take stock in the things that are good. But even in the bad times, it's like, well, I got pants on. That's pretty good. I actually got out of bed. That's also pretty good. I got coffee right now. That's pretty decent. It's not very hot. <laughs> it's, it's like media. It's, it's, it is below room temperature. And here's maybe something. The, the, the copyright on the McDonald's cup at the bottom says 2019. That's that's a little bit weird. Uh, but I, anyways, I'm off track. You're going to be great. It's okay for today not to be the best day. And it's okay for yesterday to be the, not the best day. It's okay for a week in a month or even a year to suck at a time it's not the end of the world you got this reach out find something that you like and um you're gonna be all right man this also i want to give you guys a heads up this jason thing that we're ending here uh we're gonna we're gonna change it very soon so if you want to know what that is tweet at me bye jason 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 Sean! 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 Sean, where are you? Jason! 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 
Sean! 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 Jason! 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 Jason!